It is Zion Nisan, Tav Shem Gimel, the 7th of the month of Nisan, 5783, here at the database of Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg. We're here at Yenad Yomi, Pesach is upon us, and we have been learning Mesechus Nazir. Yesterday's daf was daf Samach Gimel, 63. Today's daf was Samach Dalad, 64. And in these dafim, we find an explicit, unavoidable connection to Pesach, and that is due to the fact that there is a comparison in halacha between a Nazir and someone who wants to perform Karban Pesach. The connection in our daf has to do with a source of impurity referred to as tumas tahom, literally the impurity of the depth, which refers to a, an impurity that is deep beneath the ground and it is so low that no one really knows about it. And the question is what happens if it emerges later that someone was in contact with this tumas tahom from up above and they were in the middle of trying to count down their days from Naziris, or if they were in the middle of performing carbon Pesach, the question is, does it disqualify? And the answer in the Gemara is that there's actually a leniency when it comes to Timas Tahom, based on reasons that are beyond the scope of this particular Shia right now. But the question is, what really is the connection between Nazir and Pesach? And you might say very simply, well, it all has to do with Timas Mace. Right? Now, someone who wants to offer a Korban Pesach cannot do so if he's Tameh from Tamas Mace. This is the reason for Parshas Para, the Para Aduma. We purify ourselves from Tamas Mace so that we can perform the Korban Pesach. And of course, this is the basis for Pesach Sheni, that someone who was impure from Tamas Mace at the time of the original Pesach would have an opportunity to do it later on Pesach Sheni because he couldn't do it originally. And of course, when it comes to Nazir, one of the hallmarks of a Nazir is that he abstains from Tamas Mace. And so is seemingly as simple as that. However, there might be something deeper and more fundamental when it comes to this concept of Tomas Mace as it relates to Klal Yisrael when they were in Mitzrayim. Perhaps another question that we can ask before we try to really get to the bottom of Tomas Mace is why exactly is it considered something special and holy that a Nazir abstains from contact with the dead. We know that the whole point of the Nazir is that he's supposed to be elevated in his levels of Kedusha. He has the Kedusha of Hashem upon him. What does abstaining from contact with the dead have to do with holiness? And while we're at it, why is it that a person cannot perform Karban Pesach if he's been in contact with Tomas Mace? What exactly is the relationship between them? Why is Tomas Mace so antithetical to Karban Pesach? And perhaps the idea is, and if you consider Mitzrayim, what it represented, and consider ancient Egyptian culture as well, the fact that Mitzrayim was stooped in Tumah, in impurity and filth, and of course Klal was at the Memtes Shari Tumah, the 49th level of Tumah when they left Mitzrayim. And think about the Egyptian culture, how much they related to, and perhaps in a certain sense worshipped um, their connection to the dead. We know that they would try to preserve and mummify their bodies. And, of course, the Khartoumim, they were necromancers. They would try to do black magic based on their contact with the dead. And they would bury the ancient kings with their jewelry in the pyramid, with their riches, almost as if to assume that somehow they are actually still alive, when, of course, they are not. Right? They try to hold on to life even in their death. And we know that the whole basis for impurity when it comes to Tumah Rav Shamshan Rafal Hirsch explains, is that Tuma is marked by the void of life. Anywhere where there should be life and there isn't, anywhere where there is death, that is where we find impurity. And the problem with a dead body is that the dead body was once a body with a life, with a breathing soul, with an ashama, with a spirit, but that has now since left the body. 
What that leaves is just a physical body, a shell without the soul, without the neshama in it. That is what Tumah is. It's the body without the soul. It's the physicality without a spirituality backing it up, without a spirituality giving it life. And in Mitzrayim, that's what they represented. They represented this obsession with physicality, this obsession with life um, and, and physical life, so much so that they can't even let go of it even in their death. And so much so that they try to be in contact with the death, almost as if to assume that the dead are still living. Now, we know that in a certain sense, the dead are still living if they are righteous and they have an ashama that goes up. But of course, that leaves the body behind. The body is an empty shell, which is why we back away from it. We bury the body, we have a covered mace. But of course, we assume that the neshama gets an aliyah. We assume that there's something more to our actions. We assume that there is, yes, a future, but for the neshama of the being, not the body. Perhaps the elevated level of the nazir comes from the sense that, yes, he does not come in contact with the dead because the nazir has to always be in a place of life. He has to be in a place of growth and ruchness and spirituality. He, cannot be, he can't be somewhere where there is body without soul. And perhaps similarly, the carbon Pesach. The carbon Pesach represents our lives, our spiritual lives. It represents our connection to Hashem. It represents our ability to see life where perhaps there isn't, but not to see a dead body where there in fact is no life. We believe there is a future. We believe there is a destiny and an impact to our actions, but not necessarily always in this world, but in the next world. But wherever we are, our goal is to, yes, use the physical world, but to bring the spirituality, the sparks, those nitsotos, out of the physical world and become elevated through the ruchnius of this world. So we should be zocha, and this is schos, to be in contact only with Tahara, to purify ourselves entirely, to be able to offer the carbon Pesach, to rise up in levels of Kedusha and experience the true Chayrus, the B.S. called Tzedek and Menu. If you enjoy sharing like this and others on the podcast, you want to partner up with us with a sponsorship, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or you want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group for links to every uploaded Shear, or if you want um, to find Shearim from the archives that I stream on the WhatsApp group, then all you have to do is reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. That's the data then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. Have a chag kasher v'sameach, and thank you for joining us here at the database.